0: The first time they met, they were friends. For
1: three, the next three scenes, she was like, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. And then all of a sudden, he's like, Hey, dinner at my place. And she's like, Heck yeah. (laughs) Hi, Thirsties.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie.
1: And I'm Mary. And we just want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) A couple days late, but we're recording on Valentine's Day.
0: And today we're reviewing Playing Cupid.
1: My gosh. Y'all, this was, this was a good movie.
0: How many cupcakes?
1: I kind of want to give it 4.5 to 5.
0: Are we doing half?
1: Well, I would...
0: <laughs> I, think, I think like Darian said, with a bite out of it.
1: I want, I want four cupcakes and a bite out of the fifth. That's okay. what I'll say.
0: And why do you give it that?
1: I can't give it a full five stars on my good conscience because it was absolutely nothing like Jane Austen's Emma. And um, I just I can't I can't. can't. But everything else about the movie was great. And can I I'm going to say something novel here. I've been waiting. Y'all, we watched this yesterday. I've been waiting for a day to tell Charlie this. I didn't need a one-year-later. I Not to say I didn't want one. I didn't need one because I feel like the storyline was so well executed and they didn't try to jam every single detail into the last five minutes. I believed in their relationship enough that I didn't feel like I needed to see that they succeeded. Would I love to see that? Yes, of course. I'd love a one-year-later, as always. But I didn't need it. And I feel like that is a good indicator of a good movie.
0: Well said. Thank you. I agree. Five cupcakes with one bite taken out of the fifth one. Mm-hmm. The leads were so good. Yeah. And the kids were good, too.
1: I know this is the only time I will condone <laughs> children playing matchmakers in a Hallmark movie because it happens too often. I don't want them to think that I support this decision, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Uh Let's talk about what it's about. Yeah,
1: so just to give a brief overview and then to get into the weeds of it, as they say. um, Essentially, if we're going to just sum it in one sentence, teenage girl, 13-year-old girl, decides to play Cupid um, and sets up her dad and her teacher, and they fall in love. And a lot of other things happen, but that, I think, would be the general overview. But let's get into the details now.
0: There's an eighth-grade teacher named Carrie who is having a big project in her class for each student to make a business. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And Clara, one of her students, is really struggling in the class. She's not doing well on her test, and she really needs to make a good grade on this project. So she decides to go with her passion, which is matchmaking. A passion, I think, for all 12 to 13-year-olds, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a scene... uh, Early in the movie where she's at her father's restaurant Mm -hmm. and she sees one of her other teachers, Miss Rossmore, kind of giving eyes to a guy at a different table. And then not
1: kind of (laughs) like very obviously giving eyes like anybody could tell that that was the thing. Anyway, continue on.
0: (laughs) And the guy was looking at her. And so Claire just gets up and goes over to the teacher, sees what book the guy is reading and talks to the teacher about that book, knowing that the guy will pipe up and Mm -hmm. join the conversation.
1: And then they start dating. So they're her first success story. But I think it's important to know. So Clara is being raised right now by a single. Well, he's not a, a, he's a single dad. Her mom is living in Dallas, right? Yeah. Um,
0: they're in Seattle
1: and they're in Seattle. Um, and he has a restaurant. Um, and before we know it's Clara's dad, we see the teacher, Carrie, Carrie Fox, um, She breaks up with her boyfriend at his restaurant and she gets a little tipsy because she drinks a big ass glass of sangria. Y'all like not a normal sangria glass at all, like heavy pours. Anyway, um, and she starts telling him about her life and he starts telling her about his life. And they kind of like do this almost like a meet cute. And then he goes to a parent teacher
0: meeting. No, he co- he comes to her classroom the next day. Oh yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't like the matchmaker idea that Clara picked out.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and he, he and again she needs good grades.
0: Yeah, he's very concerned about her grades and he thinks the matchmaker project is not going to get her a passing grade, I guess.
1: Yeah. So he comes into her office and it's just like ooh awkward. Uh, but then when they get over that, it's like they instantly hate each other because she is more she's just more trusting she's a little bit she he likes to stay in the box he literally says I like to stay in the box and she's like you have to get out of the box to see the world so they have some differences but they decide to let Clara do this matchmaking business but he in return, he is going to be in the class as one of the mentors because he owns his own restaurant. And she will be the teacher volunteer for the Valentine's Day dance because, of course, he is the president of the PTA.
0: Whew, that's a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> so Clara we- makes these questionnaires that her classmates fill out about the kind of person they'd want to date. Mm-hmm. And then um, if they pay her, she'll tell them who their match is. And it works. And she matches somehow everybody in eighth grade. They all get dates to the Valentine's dance. I mean, and then she decides to go bigger and go with adults.
1: Can I just say, where was Clara during everybody else's childhood? Because that girl literally matched up the entire eighth grade. Like everybody had a date. That girl was magic.
0: She has a knack for it. Mm-hmm. She's the next Patty Stanger. <laughs>
1: Millionaire Matchmaker.
0: <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. What, um, when I used to watch Millionaire Matchmaker, and I had a boyfriend at the time, and he, he was coming over to watch it with me. Mm-hmm. And he was he goes, "Uh, before we watch it, can we go for a little walk? And he dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think of that when I think of Millionaire Matchmaker.
1: <laughs> what I think of is when she brought in all of those, like, the people from for them to be matched with. And then the two millionaires ended up with each other. And we're just like, peace out. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Iconic. Anyway, um, getting <laughs> getting back to the movie.
0: Um, so she, she organizes a speed dating event for adults at her father's restaurant.
1: Mm-hmm. Which makes her mom a little mad because she thinks that the dad is trying to promote his restaurant through her daughter's project. So she comes to Seattle to be like... What
0: and one night at the restaurant, Carrie and David are putting together the oh heart shaped tortillas. Yeah, they're making heart shaped tortillas for the event, and you know how it gets when you're making heart shaped tortillas. <laughs> the passion got to be too hot, and they kissed, and they kissed, I and mean, that was not a peck. And of course, right as the, like in the middle of their kiss, Mom shows up, oh my God, <laughs> and she was not happy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's- She was uh, a little peeved. Um, so obviously Carrie starts feeling a little uncomfortable and decides to like take a step back. Um, but meanwhile, Clara does her project and gets nominated for this entrepreneur award for children. What is it called? The innovation award. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and so Carrie, you know, even though she's trying to keep her distance, decides to go and tell daddy, um, the good news, and daddy does not open the door. Mm-mm.
0: Mommy <laughs> opens the door and she's like, Do you go to all of your students' houses to tell them things about their school?
1: And then she's like, We are having family time. And Carrie was like, Whoop. Um, and so, Carrie, you know, she's not from Seattle originally. She's from Oregon because she'd moved out to Seattle for her ex boyfriend. So, Cl- Carrie, in defense of going to visit, David at his house says, I'm going to move back to Oregon. Just like plot twist. But then it's Hallmark. So we have the Innovation Awards.
0: Clara wins the award. Yeah. She goes up to collect her award and.
1: (laughs) Oh, I forgot about this. She's like,
0: hey, guys. And then all of her classmates bring all this classroom furniture onto the stage. And then they bring the teacher up.
1: She She did not even say thank you to anyone. She was like, Mrs. Fox, please come up. And then it was like just giving her presents. But.
0: You know what? She didn't have anyone to thank. She did that all on her own. She was working against people. I'm sorry. What
1: about the heart-shaped tortillas that David and Carrie made? It takes a village, Charlie. Oh, we Um, left
0: out one part. There were these candy, candy grams that mm -hmm. they were sending around school. And Clara sent one to her teacher and one to her father and signed it your secret admirer.
1: Mm -hmm. So each one thought the other one had sent it. Um...
0: And so after the Innovation Awards, there's going to be an after party at the restaurant. Carrie goes to the restaurant and it's empty. It's dark.
1: And then she. okay, this is what I don't understand. And I will never understand it. Y'all, the restaurant is dark. Nobody is in there. She decides I'm going to make myself comfortable. Take my jacket off. The lights are off like nobody is there. Anyway, um, David pops out and goes, it's a party for two And then he
0: turns on all these sparkly lights. Yeah,
1: it was really cute. And then
0: they make out again. Hardcore.
1: Well, at first he's like, Clara was our secret admirers. And he tells her the whole Candy Graham story. And then they make out. (laughs) And it's beautiful. So that's playing Cupid. And
0: aren't you glad she wasn't wearing her coat while she was making out?
1: I mean, yes, but homegirl just made herself right at home.
0: I think she was warm. Maybe she was like walking in a huff. To the thing, like, she didn't want to be late. I
1: mean, I've never been to Seattle, Washington, so I could be wrong. But I think February in Seattle is pretty cold. And I am cold even when I enter a building normally. You know, I
0: bet it's also wet, and it was not wet at all in this movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> it right. It was sunny, blue skies. Blue skies. All time.
1: Just nice peacoat weather.
0: <laughs> but that is Plain, Plain Cupid. Cupid.
1: I will say we were a little remiss in that we focused on the main storyline. And there's a secondary storyline. What? Um, Clara and Trevor. How dare you forget about this middle school romance, Charlie? Clara has a huge crush on Trevor. Trevor has a crush on Clara. Then he writes her a secret admirer note and says, meet me at the dance. And then he stands her up because he's nervous, Trevor. Oh, Lord. And then pops out a little bit later at the end at the Innovation Awards. And is like. You want to go to the movies with me? And it was adorable.
0: I like the part when he comes up to her and is like, did, did you get my test results back? Do I do I have a match? Yeah. And she's like, oh, let me check because she was definitely his match mm-hmm. and he was her match.
1: Mm mm-hmm. oh, All right. It's
0: time to talk about who are these people?
1: Yes.
0: Um, let's start with Nicholas Gonzalez.
1: Nicholas. You know, we had a debate.
0: We weren't sure if he was hot <laughs> from the commercials. <laughs> His facial hair was kind of weird, and his hair hair was kind of like big, but I think they did it that way to make him look like a dad, mm-hmm. because when his hair is cut cute and when it's, he's clean shaven, he looks way too hot.) <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So he you, is hot. But you know what? I found out he was on this show that I used to watch on MTV. And I think it was his big break called Undressed. Mm-hmm. Do you know never that show? Seen, no, I've never seen that Probably show. Probably before you were born.
1: <laughs> Probably not before I was born. Surely. It
0: was all when I was in high school. And it was on late at night on MTV. And it was like really kind of graphic about sex, even though it was basic cable. Wow. And he played a gay guy. And there are lots of clips on YouTube. But I didn't remember him from that. I remember him from Pretty Little Liars. A Oh, classic where he was the detective in, I think, the seventh season. He's the one after Spencer and Aria and them kill somebody. They killed Allison's husband, is that right? Yes. And bury him. Uh And then as you do after you do that, you go to the bar at the Radley and have a drink. (laughs) Get drunk. So Spencer's having a drink at the Radley, and then another drink comes to her. And she's like, I didn't order this. And they're like, it's him. And it was Nicolas Gonzalez. And then he comes over and they talk... And then they have sex in the elevator. Oh yes, but then, then
1: she paid with Allison's dead husband's credit card, and he pulls her in for questioning, and he ends up being a detective. He was a detective. Oh man, classic. Oh. He has also had repeating char- uh, characters in The Good Doctor, How to Get Away with Murder.
0: Yeah, I think he's. I think he's most well known from The Good Doctor.
1: Mm, yeah, it looks like he was he was on there for quite a yeah he's been on there for all of the seasons. I
0: think yeah, I think he's a main character.
1: Uh, but he's made a lot of appearances in several different big TV shows um, and some movies too. Uh,
0: he I listened to his interview on the Bubbly Sesh. So smart. He was an English major at Stanford. Wow. And ran track there too. And while he was there, he kind of got involved in improv and acting and started doing a lot of Bay Area theater, and then got pulled to LA and his career seems to be going really well yeah
1: yeah. he's now officially a hallmark hunk
0: and (laughs) he met his wife on Facebook she messaged him randomly and was like hey I think I met you at the gym or something but no she she told him later that she just made that up because she thought he was cute
1: oh my gosh that y'all we have been saying this for so long manifesting works I'm sure she manifested
0: yeah yeah.
1: Alright, so then we have Miss Carrie Fox, who is actually Laura Vandervoort
0: How do you Vandervoort
1: Vandervoort, yeah She is best known for Smallville She played Kara, Supergirl. She was also in Bitten. She's been in Handmaid's Tale. Um, Yeah, she's got a lot of, you know.
0: Very pretty, blonde, skinny. Yeah. But good actress.
1: Very good actress. Very good actress. And Homegirl was not slapping. Slapping. (laughs) Homegirl was not slacking when it came to outfits. She had. Okay, now
0: we're going to talk about that later. I've got that on my list. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh. Why don't we
0: talk about the hair?
1: hair was glorious everything was, was it like just I don't know like that's when you that's when you know it's good hallmark hair when it's not like a weird bump it or a weird middle part <laughs> or weird poodle bangs or whatever like her hair just looked good yeah like, it, it was looked, kind of
0: like a side part I think with yeah blonde hair really nice
1: yeah highlights it was like a blowout almost you know like it was kind of like almost a little wavy it looked really nice she didn't have a bad hair day
0: um Mary I have to ask you Mm. Who gets the Oscar?
1: Gosh, you know, I think our leads were really good, but I have to give it to Miss Rossmore.
0: Miss Rossmore.
1: She was the best friend, the one that gets set up by Clara, her first playing Cupid match. And uh, she gave it every scene. She gave it but she did. She, every time I felt like she was walking, she was just like so into it. Oh, like, yeah. uh, girl did not walk like, oh, I'm on a like leisurely jog. No, she was like.
0: Well, they, they power walk at lunch. Uh huh. And I'm talking power. And they're doing something <laughs> weird with their arms.
1: <laughs> yeah, She's getting a workout. But she was really good. Yeah,
0: she had a ton of energy. She always was like pulling the story forward. And she's in a lot of Hallmark movies that I've liked. Her mm-hmm. name is Latanya Williams. And if you've seen... The two Kelly Rowland Lifetime movies, Merry Little Christmas and Merry Little Christmas Wedding. She plays one of the sisters. And um, she was in a Glenbert Christmas last Christmas, oh. which was, I think, my, my second favorite Christmas movie last year.
1: Mm-hmm. She should be... Here. A hallmark leading lady. Yes. Let's manifest that, guys. Yeah,
0: LaTanya Williams needs her own movie. She
1: needs her own movie. Talent is being wasted right
0: now. But you know who I would give an honorary Oscar to? Mm. I don't remember her name, but Clara's best friend with the curly hair.
1: Yes. She was good, too. Yeah,
0: I liked her. Give her, like, the child Oscar. (laughs) You know they used to give a child Oscar? No, I did not know that. Let's move on to roses and thorns. Ooh. Oh wait, <laughs> but we're we actually have, we're talking about some new names for roses and thorns. Yeah. Um, oh, but we didn't come up with one, did we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, we debated this for hours on the script. Okay, okay.
0: Oh no. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with roses and thorns for now.
1: But again, DM us with your best thoughts. Okay. So a thorn for me is I don't know how many times I have to say this about Hallmark doing Jane Austen or interpretations. It was nothing like Emma. Okay, no, you cannot. The only remnants of it being like Emma was that Emma is like a, a teenage matchmaker, but she never tried to match up her dad and she was not 13, and it was mostly about her romance, not her father's romance. And then, oh my gosh, y'all, they named the middle school Austin Middle School. And I'm just like, um, they do that sometimes when they have like a very... What do you say it when people are trying to make a stretch yoga? They're
0: doing (laughs) doing yoga.
1: (laughs) They were doing yoga like they were doing yoga so hard that they felt like they had to name the middle school Austin middle school to like (laughs) do some remolence of Jane Austen. Like you have such a great movie, but don't say it's loosely based off of Emma because it's not even loosely based off of Emma.
0: My first rose, there was a moment and you got to look closely for it in the first scene of the restaurant when David is bringing some food to his daughter and, and her friend. He's walking through the restaurant wearing these kind of tight gray oh jeans and he is not wearing underwear. Oh my I'm sorry. This gosh. is thirsty for Hallmark. We're not <laughs> proper for Hallmark.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think a rose for me was... Just the acting in general. I think that sometimes we don't, you know, we talk about secondary romances a lot that kind of annoy us, but I think that everyone was so strong in this movie that, and it was really truly focused on David and Carrie, right? But it's like everything else was very much supporting them. And like what I said at the end, I really enjoyed the fact that at the end of the movie, in the last five minutes, it wasn't like, here is a solution to all of your problems, and you're going to stay in Seattle, and we're going to get married, and it's going to be fantastic, which is what normally happens in Hallmark. It's just like such a leap so fast. Whereas in this one, it was like, I really like you. You should stay in Seattle, and let's see where this goes. She was like, I really like you too, and I'm going to stay in Seattle. And it's like, it just felt very believable. And I felt like all the secondary romances, all the characters were just adding and adding to that believa- believability at the
0: end. Mine mm. my, my next one is a combination of a rose and a thorn.
1: Oh my God. And
0: as you mentioned before, it is Carrie's clothing yeah. and jewelry. It was beautiful. She had really cute dresses, really expensive looking dresses and coats.
1: And bags. Oh, my gosh. Her purses.
0: Oh, I didn't notice the purses. Oh, her
1: purses were to die for.
0: <laughs> and she would wear multiple gold necklaces at once. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to be a public school teacher. And oh, also her makeup was always like perfect. perfect. Her hair. Contour. Perfect. Yeah. And I just I've never seen a teacher go to such great lengths to look so good all the time. Yeah. And I don't think a teacher could afford clothes like that, but they they work very cute.
1: (laughs) They were amazing. I loved the outfits. I do think that like even y'all, even when she was like running, her, her makeup was perfect. Now I know, I know you're saying she's in a movie. Of course they have to do makeup. But contouring for a run, for a running scene, like that could be one scene where you don't have perfect contour. I just going to put it out there. Maybe I should do full face next time I go for a run.
0: Yeah, it's a movie. But even in movies, teachers wear clothes that teachers would wear. These were clothes that you would wear to go to tea at a nice hotel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, these are like some of them were akin to what people wear when they like go out on the town and like go to a Broadway show. Like very, very, very. Fancy. But on the flip side, like I'm very envious of it. So, (laughs)
0: yeah. A thorn for me, there's one part where she comes to their house to uh, make these candy grams with David. And he's like, I'll have some food for you from the restaurant. She thought he was just going to have like a burrito that he put together. But no, he's got this huge spread of everything that goes into a burrito. And because he's like, if I bring you a burrito, it'll be soggy. But now she has to make the burrito, and I just I don't like DIY things like that because you, you, if you're if you don't know how to make a burrito, if you're not trained, you might you'll put too much of one thing, not enough of the other, and it's never going to be as good as if you just got the burrito from the restaurant.
1: Gosh, that's such a small. <laughs> I totally didn't even think about that.
0: It's a it's a minor pet peeve for me, just in in life.
1: I think one of the thorns for me, and you know. Darian brought this up in our Beverly Hills wedding was that they were acting like it was so warm outside like they were outside a lot. I mean, they did wear coats, but it did not seem cold. And I don't know how cold Seattle is, but I would assume it's a little too cold to be sitting outside and like, you know, oh, it's a nice night. Let's sit on this park bench. I'm like, no, I would be out. No, no, it is winter. Okay, I'll sit on a park bench in April through September. Maybe October. Not February. What do you want me to freeze to death? And she's not wearing a warm coat. Like it's a cute coat. It is not a warm coat.
0: It's interesting that they picked Seattle and they had so many outdoor scenes Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in February when they didn't really do anything in Seattle. It could have been anywhere. It's not like they went to the Space Needle.
1: Like, that's a valid point. Like, it really could have been anywhere else.
0: And the houses they showed, I think those are just normal suburban houses. Yeah. By the way, they all had really nice houses.
1: I mean, y'all, they had mansions. This
0: happens in every Hallmark movie. In every
1: Hallmark movie, it's like one person and they live in a mansion, like four bedroom home.
0: They showed her house from the outside and it looked like it had wings. Yes. Yes. Maybe she had another roommate in the the, the East Wing. (laughs) wing.
1: Maybe they split it up by East Wing, Center, and then West Wing. (laughs) I think another rose, and I know we've said it before, I think that the kids and their storyline was actually pretty, they were really good, you know? And it was kind of adorable. I mean, it could have been annoying, and I thought it was actually fine.
0: The abuela sangria that you mentioned before, this is abuela's recipe, it was huge. It looked delicious. It
1: did look really and good.
0: And I wish they would post the recipe on Hallmark.com.
1: I'm just going to say all the food looked amazing for this. Also, okay, it went from hating to loving so quickly. Did it? Yes. Do you not remember? He, like, texted her and was like, okay, they, they weren't really getting along, but they had, she had volunteered for do the PTA if he, like, was a mentor for the class, right? And Miss Rossmore was the one who made them do that. And so we text her, and he's like, "Hey, like I, I, I have, to, I had to run home. I will make dinner if you will come by and like help with the PTA stuff." And she like immediately was like. Um, burritos question mark and then he's like yes and then she's like oh my gosh yay and like she's texted something like some emoji and i was like wait a second like when were you guys friends like you hated each other last scene and then they wait. crack open a bottle of wine <laughs> together and i'm like what is that? Is this a date
0: <laughs> but mary they were friends in the very first scene when they, when the first time they met yeah, but then were for
1: three... The next three scenes, she was like, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. And then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, dinner at my place. And she's like, heck yeah. <laughs> also, the singing scene, it was super cute. But then it was also just like, from like a kitchen standpoint, I just felt like, I don't know. There was a lot of hot stoves around them. And they were dancing and singing and like making out. And I was like, this is really cute. But on the flip side, like, don't turn. I'd make any sudden movements because there's like a fire behind you.
0: They were singing or they were lip syncing Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah. Using huge carrots Good. as microphones.
1: <laughs> Those carrots they, looked like peppers. They were so big.
0: They did mention that they were huge mm-hmm. in their defense. Mm-hmm. I have a thorn, not about the movie, but about my movie watching experience with Homegirl to my left. Oh, my gosh. She would not stop talking about how this is not how the story of Emma goes. This is not Jane Austen. This is not Emma. That's not what happens in Emma. I was like, okay, I heard you the first time. It wasn't just when we watched it yesterday. It was like every time we saw the commercial, every time this movie was mentioned...
1: (laughs) Okay, first of all, I'm a big Jane Austen fan. I just, for me, it just, like, Hallmark does a lot of yoga when they try to compare their movies to, like, Jane Austen. But do you remember CCB's Christmas movie this year?
0: If I Only Had Christmas? Yes,
1: If I Only Had Christmas, which was loosely based off of The Wizard of Oz, which was not based off The Wizard of Oz at all. Like, I mean, other than the fact that they went lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Like, no, like they do this all the time. And what makes me annoyed, is like, OK, I guess maybe for legal reasons, maybe they have to say it's like loosely based off of something. But then like, don't like put it in the credits because it's so loosely based off of it. It honestly is more of a distraction for them to try to make ties to what it's loosely based off of than if we just were watching the movie.
0: Like you make loose- a really good point about how it distracts you from the story yeah it takes you away
1: yeah like let us live in the realm that we're in not in i don't need gene austin yeah like austin high school what
0: i there's another one i don't know if it's a thorn or a rose but uh carrie and david are in the school selling candy grams and clara walks right up to the table to buy some candy grams we're like cool And then they pan to behind Claire, and there's a huge line of kids. And Mary's like, okay, did she just cut that huge line? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So.
1: (laughs) Girl walks in from the side, and she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I got five candy creams I want to do. And then. 20 kids are behind her, and they're like, Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Please, Claire. I was like,
0: Maybe this line formed after she got there.
1: 20 people in five <laughs> seconds?
0: No. Did I tell you about when we were at Highland's Ale House the other week? And I went in just to get a box. And okay, so the cash register is on one side of the room, all the way in the other wall by the soda machine, there were two guys standing there looking mm-hmm. at the menu. So I assume they're just looking at the menu. And so I go like six feet behind the girl at the cash register. And one of the guys comes up to me and is like, oh, we're actually in line. Like, you're in line way back there? Like, why are you so far back? We're wearing masks. But that that was the vibe. That
1: was the vibe. Except so for Clara was never told she cut in front of 20 people. I
0: think because she got them all dates.
1: It reminded me of the Little Caesars. Do you remember those commercials that they used to do for, not Little Caesars, what was that place? There was like a pizza place. It was like a buffet. And the whole idea was that you could cut in front of people. Like if you were were in the food line, like you could cut, if like somebody was eating pizza and you didn't want that pizza, you could just go around them. But the whole commercial was like, no cutting, no cutting. You know what I mean? And then they're like, here, you can and it's like in the background like this and it's like this idealistic place where you can cut in the line i'm like dang clara is that like where i think it was like i think it's like little cc's or i can't yeah, remember cc's, CC's that's yeah. it cc's pizza
0: they kept saying that if she won this innovation award it would look good on her college transcript oh yeah and i'm like why didn't Anybody correct? Especially Nicholas Gonzalez. He went to Stanford. He knows the difference between a transcript and an application.
1: Uh, Yeah, that was confusing. Also, the fact, and maybe this is a reality now for middle schoolers, but when I was 13, I don't think I was thinking about college at that time. I mean, definitely by freshman year, sure. But by like seventh, eighth grade, dang, like that is a lot of pressure for like the poor use of this gender, like the no, next generation. I was generation. thinking about it in junior high. Were you really? Yeah.
0: I, maybe because my sister was applying to colleges. And so I was reading all the magazines and picking out my faves. Mm. But when I was in eighth grade, I, you know, I hate to brag. I did win outstanding eighth grader. And I have this, the <laughs> plaque oh over here, but I didn't put that on my college application. I don't think you're supposed to put I
1: think that, pre-high school yeah, achievements. Yeah, I feel like that's not... I'm like, now I'm standing here thinking, did I win anything? I know in fifth grade, I won Outstanding Student of the Year. And I definitely did not put that on my college application. It's a little too far in the past. But yeah, I just felt like there was a lot of focus about college in this.
0: We never found out what this class is. What the hell does she teach? I don't know. Business? Business? For 13-year-olds? I don't know. And sh- and apparently she got bad grades on the previous two tests. What were the tests on?
1: I don't know, but this so this she got a 50 and a 60 on her last two tests. I vividly remember that. Because yeah. I think if I had, I, I would have been, Clara was like, I can make it up in this project. And I think I would have been like, oh, <laughs>
0: like
1: I would have been a puddle on the ground. Um, But she was trying to make it all up with this project, which was 40% of her grade. Yeah. So. They
0: made them, they made them buy domain names and build websites.
1: Yeah. This one, her best friend was literally making a website for her. Dang! I mean, these kids are talented. These are the most talented pretty- thirteen-year-olds I have ever. Wait, wait. I, had, I think this must be said. Clara makes this hugely successful. Like gets on Nat. Like wake up Seattle TV for her matchmaking achievements. Her best friend is like creating websites. And Trevor, gotta love Trevor. Trevor starts a lawn mowing. Like, he just mows people's lawns. And I love that that, like, that's something that I would probably do when I was 13. And then this other kid is, like, literally building and creating websites and domains for people. I'm like, what is happening?
0: She said they had to create a domain. (laughs) They had to as part of their project. Come on. That's like 20 bucks. (laughs) That's true. Um, Our friend Leah keeps telling me we need to get... Thirsty for Hallmark.com. It's $12. (laughs) $12 too much. (laughs) Oh, speaking of how Claire got on the Wake Up Seattle, there were two reporters, one or two anchors. One was kind of a youngish, spunky woman, and the other was like a grumpy old white man. The youngest one was so funny. (laughs) She was so thirsty, too. She was like, I want to go to that matchmaking, speed dating thing.
1: Yeah. She's like, heck yeah.
0: And the guy's like, who does a 13-year-old know about love? And she's like... I think she probably knows a lot. Yeah.
1: Also, they were like, oh, my gosh, you got bad publicity. This is so bad. I'm like, they're talking about a 13 year old speed dating matchmaking Valentine's Day like mix or mingle on like a huge city's um, morning show morning show. I mean, like maybe one guy was like not super positive about it. But still, I think a lot of people would just go because they were interested to see what it was. You know what I mean? I feel like that's good publicity. But maybe it's just me.
0: Any more roses and thorns? I don't
1: think so.
0: I'm good too. Now we're gonna we all we always pick a character in the movie that we would play if we were in this movie. And my character, I finally remember, (laughs) is Trevor's dad.
1: And my character is. Arden's mom we're in the same scene together Charlie it's really cute we just wave they go oh this is Trevor's dad and he waves and then they go oh and this is Arden's mom and then I wave and that's it that's our beautiful glory moment for Hallmark
0: we never found out anything else about Arden no or was Arden the friend with the curly hair I don't think so <laughs> my dog is coughing <laughs> um do we have a listener question today no uh, no no Oh, oh, but I did want to say one thing from a listener. We don't have a listener question, we have a listener comment. Our listener, Sheila, shout out to Sheila, who's been giving me so many great tips about the podcast and about Hallmark. She told me that she thinks the movie The Sweetest Heart is named that because... Sweet, because she's a cupcake cafe owner. Mm -hmm. Heart, because he's a cardiologist slash heart surgeon.
1: I think it's pathetic we never thought
0: of that. (laughs) I know.
1: know. (laughs) We had so many, y'all. We went through so many. You heard them. We went through so many options of why they came up with that name. Never once did it cross our minds, but maybe it's because he only did one lecture a week, so I wasn't 100% positive (laughs) on what he did.
0: It's almost time to go. But what do you think would happen one year later?
1: Mm. I think that they're in a very stable, steady, mature relationship and that she's thriving. She's gotten a lot of great reviews. She's probably teacher of the year for Seattle, maybe America. I don't know because um, she's won so many Innovation Awards. I think Clara is doing really well in school, and I think that it's the night of the Innovation Awards. It's Valentine's Day. Clara gets to go to the dance with Trevor, and they're both having to shop around. And then they leave the dance, and Clara goes with her mom that night, and they go back to the restaurant, <laughs> and he gets the twinkle lights out, and they sit down, and he makes a big glass of sangria for her. And he's like, this is how we met. And then he proposes. And she says yes. And they live happily ever after.
0: (laughs) What about Mrs. uh, Rossmore? Miss Rossmore. I
1: think Miss Rossmore, girl, is already married. She's already married. She was the first success story. And I think in her wedding, Clara is like a flower girl. And she's like, This girl brought my husband and I together. We just want to thank Clara playing Cupid. Clara Cupid. What what was her business called?
0: Cupid Clara. Cupid Clara. Uh, Remember, we are on Instagram, at thirsty for Hallmark. Speaking of Instagram, today's the day we're going to DM somebody. But Mary wants to DM a hunk, but I want to throw out this idea. Okay. Our last bonus Valentine's Day episode was The Sweetest Heart. Mm -hmm. And we spoke very highly of our queen, Julie Gonzalo. So I think we should... DM her and say, we want to let you know that we made a podcast about your movie and we we, we really loved your performance in it. And we talk about that. And um, thank you so much for that.
1: I think that's a great idea. But why stop there? Why can't we DM her and a hunk?
0: You make a good point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we should do... Well, should we do Brendan Penny?
0: I don't think so because... <laughs> We really talked a lot of shit about his movie, but we did like his movie.
1: We liked him in his movie. We, like, I mean, we liked
0: him in the movie, yeah.
1: Who else could we do? Brooke Starnell. Um,
0: oh, I think we should do Jesse Hutch. because yes. we,
1: <laughs> we haven't done any of his movies, though. Yeah,
0: And he's already commented on our Instagram some... Very nice comments.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, Jesse Hutch, what do we say? I feel like the only thing is we should do someone that we've seen their their movie. And that's my only problem with Jesse is that we haven't actually reviewed his movies. But we have reviewed Chris McNally.
0: Yeah, we have. We did We didn't speak so highly of him in the... Sweetest heart.
1: We didn't not speak Kylie of him, did we, we? did
0: not. We didn't really say anything bad, but we didn't say anything great.
1: Well, in Snow Kiss, we did yeah. speak Kylie of him. Let's do Julie first. Just because I, I do want to think about Jesse Hutch and the fact that we have not podcasted anything about him. Okay.
0: Yeah, I wonder if Jesse's going to be in a movie soon. Or we could watch one of his older movies. That's actually, that's what Sheila said. Sheila said we should re- review a movie first and then contact The Hunk.
1: I mean, we've already reviewed Trevor Donovan. Should we just shoot for the moon? <laughs>
0: Yeah, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll land in the stars.
1: Wait, you wanted to do Julie, so you okay. write Julie. <laughs>
0: Hi, Julie. We just started a podcast about Hallmark movies, um, and we, we and we um, and for Valentine's Day, we reviewed our favorite movie, The Sweetest Heart. We
1: compare you to Meryl Streep often.
0: <laughs> we love your performance. And want to let you know, every episode we award an Oscar, but it usually does not go to one of the leads. Mm-hmm. But we awarded it to you because you were amazing. just so amazing.
1: Hashtag Meryl wish she could. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag Meryl wishes. Oh, she might not like that. No, we won't say <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, can't wait to see what you do next.
1: Oh my gosh guys it's happening
0: should i do some heart eye emojis one Sent.
1: oh my gosh
0: oh my god this is a paragraph
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right are we doing trevor donovan or is that too much is it too thirsty
0: <laughs> you might as well i think you might as well just say like introduce yourself because you know what he's gonna be in our he's gonna be tagged by us a lot
1: <laughs> you might as well get used to the fact
0: might as well <laughs> let him know who we are <laughs>
1: Hi, we're your stalkers. It's fine. We're Everything's still. fine. <laughs> you know what? We said we were going to manifest this year. And the, damn it,
0: I'm manifesting. <laughs> oh, do you want to hear a story? I'll, while you do that, I'm going to tell you a story that Sheila told me. Oh, who was it? Ugh. Oh, it was Nicholas Gonzalez. She said somebody has this fan Instagram account for him. Mm-hmm. And they were posting and tagging him so much that he finally followed them. And then she did a live to tell her followers like that he followed her. And he joined... He requested to join the live and talk to her for like 15 minutes. So Guys,
1: we've posted so much about Trevor. It's this is manifesting. So okay.
0: we can add that to to Nicholas Gonzalez. He just he's a really cool guy. Yeah,
1: he is a cool
0: guy. You know what we should do. We should go to Mammoth because it's on the Icon Pass, and that's where he lives.
1: I don't think that's a, the right thing to say in this message. Don't,
0: don't say that. <laughs>
1: we will be in Mammoth. Next oh my god! What if, what
0: if he? What if we were skiing in Mammoth and he fell, and we were like, Trevor? Whoa,
1: look where you're going, <laughs> 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 Trevor. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the full message. Okay, hi, Trevor. We just started a podcast about Hallmark movies, and the first movie we reviewed was Two for the Win. Exclamation point. We are really really big fans of your work, starting all the way back with Strawberry Summer. We are still building our following, but would love to interview you sometime in the future. Can't wait to see what you do next.
0: All right, you can hit send. Ah,
1: guys, this is a big moment.
0: Three, two, one. Sent our first Hallmark hunk DM.
1: <laughs> I'm dying. We
0: slid.
1: I'm dying, guys. I'm like I'm so I'm like flushed right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> She's got tears in her eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if he was, what Okay. All anyway, right.
0: we we gotta wrap this up. Uh, next week we're reviewing Mix Up in the Mediterranean.
1: Ooh, it looks good. It's got Jeremy Johnson.
0: Jeremy Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> And please, I'm gonna say this every time he comes up. Jeremy Jordan used to have sex with my friend. It's true, and and Jessica Lone, Lone I don't know, Jessica Lones, I think that's how you say her name.
1: She's in Chesapeake Shore, and she was on
0: 90210,
1: and um, Once Upon a Time, she was Red Riding Hood,
0: and Jeremy Jordan, of course, should not need an introduction. Broadway star, stars, smash, mm-hmm. um. And he plays twins. One twin is straight. One twin is gay. And
1: I'm pretty sure the gay one is married to the guy. Oh gosh, Lord. I can't remember his name, but he was the guy that Princess Mia was supposed to marry in Princess Diaries 2. Like he is married to the guy that she was going to marry, like her arranged marriage. And then she ends up with Chris Pine, which not dip. Okay. Anyone would. But she got
0: Chris Pine. He got Jeremy Jordan. Yep. <laughs> And then for some reason, the twins switch, switch places, places and he falls in love with Jessica Lones. And we don't really know. What, but you know what? And playing Cupid was a good example of this. A lot of times the movies that you don't really understand what they're about or like don't look that good in the commercials turn out to be the best movies.
1: That's true. That's true. It, they always leave a little bit for the imagination. You just never know what's going to happen.
0: Well, that's all for us today. Remember, everybody, stay thirsty. (laughs) Oh, you're still here? Well, since you're so thirsty, we are going to give you a scene from Playing Cupid.
1: Cut to... Carrie goes to David's home to tell him the good news about the Innovation Awards and is surprised by his ex being there. And then they have a dramatic conversation on the door stoop. Cue dramatic music.
0: It might be a bit confusing for her if you and I
1: I, I was thinking the same thing. You know, it's important that there aren't too many changes for Clara all at once.
0: Yeah, just for a while. I'm sorry, Carrie.
1: You don't need to apologize because I just decided I'm going back to Oregon once the school year is over. You know, to be near family.
0: Okay. If uh, that's what's going to make you happy. It is. Well, you will be very missed around here by all of us.
1: It's for the best. unseen. <laughs>